Les Miserables, page 147. Montfermeil is situated between Livry and Chelles upon the southern slope of the high plateau, which separates the Orc from the Marne. At present, it is a considerable town adorned all the year round with stuccoed villas and on Sundays with citizens in full blossom. In 1823, it was a peaceful and charming spot, and not upon the road to any place. The inhabitants cheaply enjoyed that rural life, which is so luxuriant and so easy of enjoyment. But water was scarce there on account of the height of the plateau. They had to go a considerable distance for it. The end of the village toward Gagnin drew its water from the magnificent ponds in the forest on that side. On the other end, which surrounds the church and which is toward Shell found drinking water only at a little spring on the side of the hill, near the road to Shell, about 15 minutes' walk from Montfermeil. It was therefore a serious matter for each household, page 148, to obtain its supply of water. The great houses, the aristocracy, the Thénardier Tavern included, paid a penny a bucketful to an old man who made it his business, and whose income from the Montfermeil Montfermeil Waterworks was about eight sous per day, but this man worked only until seven o'clock in the summer and five in the winter. And when night had come on and the first four shutters were closed, whoever had no drinking water went after it or went without it. This was the terror of the poor being whom the reader has per not perhaps forgotten, little Cosette. It will be remembered that Cosette was useful to the Thénardier in two, two ways. They got pay from the mother and work from the child. Thus, when the mother ceased entirely to pay, we have seen why. In the preceding chapters, the Thénardier kept Cosette. She saved them a servant. In that capacity, she ran for water when it was wanted. So the child, always horrified at the idea of going to the spring at night, took good care that water should never be wanted at the house. Christmas in the year of 1823 was particularly brilliant at Montfermeil. The early part of the winter had been mild. So far there had been neither frost nor snow. Some jugglers from Paris had obtained permission from the mayor to set up their stalls in the main street of the village, and a company of peddlers had, under the same license, put up their booths in the square before the church and even in the lane Boulanger, upon which, as the reader perhaps remembers, the Thénardier shop house was situated. This filled up the taverns and pothouses and gave to this little quiet place a noisy and joyous appearance. On that Christmas evening, several men, wagoners and peddlers, were seated at table and drinking around four or five candles in the low hall of the Thénardier Tavern. This room resembled all bar rooms, tables, pewter mugs, bottles, drinkers, smokers, little light and much noise. Thénardier, the wife, was looking to the supper which was cooking before a bright blazing fire. The husband, Thénardier, was drinking with his guests and talking politics. Cosette was at her usual place, seated at the crosspiece of the kitchen table near the fireplace. She was clad in rags, her bare feet in, war, in wooden shoes, and by the light of the fire she was knitting woolen stockings for the little Thénardier. A young kitten was playing under the chairs. In a neighboring room, the fresh voices of two children were heard laughing and prattling, was Eponine and Azelma. In the chimney corner, a cowhide hung upon a nail. At intervals, the cry of a very young child, which was somewhere in the house, was heard above the noise of the barroom. This was a little boy, which the woman had had some winters before. I don't know why, she said, it was the cold weather. 
and which was a little more than three years old. The mother had nursed him, but did not love him. When the hungry clamor of the brat became too much to hear, your boy is squalling, said Thenardier. Why don't you go and see what he wants? Bah, answered the mother. I am sick of him. And the poor little fellow continued to cry in the darkness. Part two. Four new guests had just come in. Cosette was musing sadly, for though she was only eight years old, she had already suffered so much that she mused with the mournful air of an old woman. She had a black eye from a blow of the Thanadier's fist, which made the Thanadius say from time to time how ugly she is with her patch on her eye. Cosin was then thinking that it was evening, late in the evening, that the bowls and pitchers in the rooms of the travelers who had been arrived must be filled immediately, and that there was no more water in the cistern. All at once, one of the peddlers who lodged in the tavern came in and said in a harsh voice, You have not watered my horse. Page 150. Sure, we have, sure, said the Thanatis. I tell you no, ma'am, replied the peddler. Cosette came out from under the table. Oh, yes, monsieur, she had, said she. The horse did drink. He drank in the bucket, the bucketful, and twas me that carried it to him, and I talked to him. This was not true. Cosette lied. Here is a girl as big as my fist who can tell a lie as big as a house, exclaimed the peddler. I tell you that he has not had any water, little wench. He has a way of blowing when he has not had any water, and I know that well enough. Cosette persisted and added in a voice stifled with anguish, and which could hardly be heard. But he did drink a good deal. Come, continued the peddler in a passion. That is enough. Give my horse some water and say no more about it. Cosette went back under the table. Well, of course that is right, said the Thenadius. If the beast has not had any water, she must have some. Then looking about her, well, what has become of that girl? She stooped down and discovered Cosette crouched at the other end of the table, almost under the feet of the drinkers. Aren't you coming? cried the Thenadius. Cosette came out of the kind of hole where she had hidden. The Thenadius continued, Mademoiselle, dog without a name, go and carry some drink to this horse. But ma'am, said Cosette feebly, there is no water. The Thenadius threw open the street door wide open. Well, go after some. Cosette hung her head and went for an empty bucket that was by the chimney corner. The bucket was larger than she, and the child could have sat down in it comfortably. The Thenadies went back to her range and tasted what was in the kettle with a wooden spoon, grumbling the while. There is the sum at the spring. She is the worst girl that ever was. I think twould have been better if I'd left her out the onions. Cosette remained motionless, bucket in hand, the open door before her. She seemed to be waiting for somebody to come to her aid. Get along, cried the Thenadius. Cosette went out. The door closed. <laughs>